Go, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What book did I say? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we're just going to establish kind of the premise that we want to share around. And I believe that, um, that this will be impactful for those who are watching online, for those who are in the house. So share it, share it, share it. Uh, and we hope that you'll be impacted. Uh, and so the Bible declares, uh, the Bible declares and says, um, the Apostle Paul says, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, mm-hmm. I laid a foundation. And someone else is building upon it. And then he goes on and says, and this is one of the parts that I really want you to focus on. He says, let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, Mm -hmm. which is Jesus Christ. Someone say Jesus Christ. Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation, here it is, with gold, silver, precious stones, and then here's the contrast, wood, hay, straw, each one's works will be manifest, will become manifest. For the day, someone say the day, the day day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire Mm. and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss Though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Now, this is a powerful passage because the fact of the matter is that um, it contextually um, and primarily is dealing with, as theologians would believe, a specific time in history. um, And it's around the preaching of the word and, you know, what happens um, for those who declare the doctrine of Christ. Or things for personal gain um, and all of this. And the people ultimately and what was built would be saved um, but as through fire. Nonetheless, although this um, primarily has this context, many also hold to, and I think this is important for us, this meaning and having importance around how we as Christians build our lives. And today specifically, um, we're talking about how we as Christians build our relationships everyone say relationships relationships and so whether you're single whether you're um, engaged whether you're dating whether you are married these principles apply to us and i want you to understand um, that notice where he ends and we're going to deal with this bit by bit but he ends around talking about the works or the materials we build with will be tested by fire the day someone say the day The day will reveal it. This is a uh, prototype of or something that is pointing towards the day of judgment, if you will. When we stand before Christ and the fire is figurative. In other words, it's saying uh, that what we do on earth is going to be tested. Mm -hmm. And based upon how we build, we are going to have to give an account to Christ. And watch, even if you go to heaven, you still can build a life that was worthless. Let that sink in. Put that in the pipe and smoke it for a second. Because notice he says, it's going to be tested by fire. And then he says, 
At the end of the day, you'll be saved but by fire, but your works can be burnt up. So today, we especially want to focus in on how we are building these relationships that we have. And how are you building yourself if you are in an unmarried position? Because the ultimate goal in life is not to have a successful single life or married life or any of this. It's to hear a well done when you stand before Christ. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And for me, it's not just enough to make it through the gates, but it's imperative for us to position ourselves uh, to make sure that we are hearing a well done based upon how we have built. And so do you want to? Okay. And so with, <laughs> with this in mind, I'll get the party started. Uh, you know, the first thing that he notes, the Apostle Paul says in verse 10, he goes on and he says, according to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. And then he says, let each one take care how he builds upon it. One more time, say how. how. And now watch, he says, for no one can lay a foundation other, that, other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so, you know, he's talking especially, like we said, contextually about the gospel and um, Jesus founding, uh, Jesus being the founder and being the cornerstone and the foundation of this gospel and should be um, the foundation of us as we are declaring his word. But even for us as believers, mm -hmm. in our relationships, firstly, the question is, what is at your foundation? And you've been hearing us talk kind of through this brick by brick series about emphasizing the importance of building from a place of strength. But I want to question you before we even go any further. What is at your foundation? Or in this case, who is at your foundation? Mm. Is Jesus the foundation of your single life? Mm -hmm. Or is the thirst trap? Mm. Come on, somebody. You know, uh, <laughs> I want you... Uh, and I want you to write this down. I want you to write down 1 Corinthians chapter 7 for those who are there. Uh, he says some great things in that chapter around sex, around um, how you should be operating as a single individual, and the perspective you should have of yourself, right? Marrieds, unmarrieds, it's a great chapter in 1 Corinthians 7 and even in 8. And that it's an encouragement to you to make sure that your foundation and your perspective is apropos. For someone who is trying to build a godly life. Right? So that's the focus. The focus is not, is not founding upon the media and all these things. But is your foundation on Christ? Right? On his word. On his principles. Because nothing I'm getting ready to say to you and we're going to say to you today is going to matter. Unless you first determine that you're going to build on Christ. Right? And so with this in mind, you know. Uh, go ahead, babe. Yeah, you know, we talk about foundations, and I think that's the starting point. But we want to talk about when you build the house on the foundation. Yeah. What are you using to build those relationships? It's, yeah, you're saying, I already have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I've done that. But what materials are you using to build those relationships? Are you building it on a facade? A fake, you know, those fake relationships, friendships that you had that, like, you know, everyone looks good? Or are you building it on some some good materials and in the scripture it talked about gold and silver and precious stones or are you building with like cardboard not a cardboard house a car and you remember when you were kids those card houses used to build cards a lot of people are you gotta what the materials are using to build a lot of people are building these fake relationships on no integrity lack of character Let's go. you know you know 
the, the body can look good, but what's in the mind? Right? And so it's very intentional. What is, uh, uh, I love Jesus. We, we start there. We start with the foundation. But what materials are you building now that you've built the foundation on the house? And that's so powerful because when we're talking about this, you know, so it's not just the foundation that matters. It's the house that matters. Yeah. And it's powerful because when we're thinking about this in Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus, you know, you preached, you know, just so powerfully on this uh, not too long ago, building on the rock and the idea of building on the rock. And then the whole story in Matthew 7 is that the winds came and the, uh, the storm blew and the house that was building on the rock ends up staying, you know, firm and all that wonderful stuff, even though windows blew out and all that and, and, and all that wonderful stuff. And so the focus in that passage is generally talking about foundation. Yeah. And so we usually say, okay, you're on Jesus. Build on the rock. On Christ, the solid rock. That's amazing. But the house matters too. Yeah. So the foundation is imperative and it's important. It should have a strong foundation at the substratum of the house. But the house does matter. And I want to say this because uh, there are a lot of you watch um, that right now you have a foundation but no house. Look, look, look. So you ever been, there are a lot of, I don't know if you've seen neighborhoods like this. There have been neighborhoods when I was growing up, I'd be driving through, and all you see are concrete slabs. Because somebody laid a foundation but didn't build a house. My God. Yeah. You, know, you know those houses when your, your parents are building home back home? Yeah. <laughs> Saving all their money? Yeah. Yeah. The, the foundation is laid, but they don't have the money to build the materials to build the house. And there's all of the, you know those homes in back home and back home, wherever back home is for you. You know they always have like 10 bedrooms. Yeah. So they got 10, you see all of the boxes, all of the frame, just concrete slab. But it's not, and so the, the focus is what, um, are, what does your house look like? Yeah. Do you just have a foundation or have you built, have you built something on it, right? And so it's important. This is the question that we're asking today. Um, not only is it important to build, but the question is, how are you building? And so as an unmarried individual, right? And not only this, as a married individual, in a parental relationship, mm -hmm. in the family or relationships that you have, are you building them on with, with worldly principles are you building them with from a place of insecurity? Is there some therapy and things that need to happen to be able to talk through some of the things that need to be addressed? Because the fact is that, as Pastor Chantel says, so many of us are building houses of cards, houses of cardboard, right? And this is what he says. He says that we have to be careful because we should build with gold, silver, precious stones. And then he compares it against wood, hay, and straw. What type of material are you using to build your, your house? When we're building a house, a lot of times we want to just get to the end product. Mm -hmm. Hello. And, and if anyone who's never built a house, it takes time. Yeah. There might be some delays on, on the, in the process when you had the, uh, the due date. But a lot of times we want to cut costs and cut corners. Mm -hmm. And when you cut costs and you cut corners, there's always gaps. Always. And I always say, the fast way is the long way. Because then you don't have to stop along the journey. Yeah, man. The shortcut is the long run. And I think and that's such a powerful statement. You know, so many of us, when it comes to relationships, um, especially if you're comparing to other people. And it's like you're looking at folks that have been married 
Uh, for example, we're married for, we've been married for 16 years, going on 17 years this year. And there are a lot of you know, younger couples that we talk to or those who are just getting started. And um, some of them are like, oh, well, I wish I could. Or they're not doing like, and I'm like, yo, fam, simmer. <laughs> like you just, you settle, you just started, right? It takes time. Some things take time. And so, you know, this is why comparison kills. And it oftentimes hinders us from being able to, to build. Because you're looking at someone who, well, they were only single for three years and then they got married. It's like, well, you know, they might not have had the character issues that you have. There might be some things that, no shade, no shade. But, <laughs> but we are individuals. God has placed us in the earth and we have um, individual processing times. And so it's, it's imperative that when we're talking about building um, and we're not cutting corners and gaps to try to reach end goals um, of others that we're comparing ourselves to. You know, how many of you know, like, they don't build houses like they used to, man. You know, they, these houses don't even make noise. You don't know about houses that make noise. <laughs> it's like, yo, is it a duppy in here, fam? And I, I want to go back to cutting, cutting corners or trying to catch up fast. You know, you just get in this relationship and you already want the ring. Well. I know so many people are already planning the wedding and they're in month two and three and they haven't done any work or you're already married and you're like, hey, listen, it's time to buy a house and you haven't done all the work to even save your money because all your friends are already established and you're already trying to buy the house and then you're like, you know what? They already aren't baby number two. Okay, let's start having babies and like you're married in six months. It's like, take your time. That's so, this is so powerful when you're thinking about it because so many people are putting the cart before the horse. Right. It's like, why are you worrying about houses and you're not even engaged? Why are you already like, first of all, um, oh, man, am I going to? Uh, OK. <laughs> How we family planning and you don't have he hasn't even put a ring on it yet. Right. You know, see, this is I told you uh, we love you too much. And so consequently, we're going to tell you the truth. And many of us, the reason why we're having difficulty building with strength is because uh, what happens is we are, we're putting the cart before the horse. So prioritizing, not cutting corners and being in this place. And I think, I think a lot of times when we're doing that, though, in a, in a real sense, I think we're trying to actually take control and plan. So we're trying to, like, you know... We're not saving for, um, say you want to get married. You're saving for the down payment for the house. You're saving for the dress. You're saving for all this. But you haven't worked out on the relational part. You haven't done marriage counseling. Come on. We haven't even started there yet. We already know where, where the hall is going to be. We already know, um, you know what I mean? Like, and I think it's so important that we start at 101. Is one, are we supposed to be to get together? Wow. Are even in, in relationships, like in friendships, are you supposed to be my friend? Listen, not everyone's supposed to be friend. This is not a, a, a this is not a uh, friendship uh, message. But I think we need to start at the fundamentals when it comes to relationship. I think naturally we feel pressured mm -hmm. in the society that we have to we have to know everything. Yeah. That we have to have. Okay, you know what? I need to have my. Oh, I was going to say 401k, but you guys are not Americans. <laughs> um, we have to have a retirement plan. We have to make sure, and even especially when it comes to like planning out life, we just need to feel like we have to know everything. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, that scripture that says, we, you know, we, um, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's a hard one as a Christian. And when we're doing relationships, there's a, a level of faith that you need to have. That you're trusting God. And a lot of times we're like, okay, God, I know this is the way I want to go because you see it. But what about when God's trying to test you, trying to bring you somewhere that you've never been before, but he has something special for you, but he wants to grow your faith 
in that season. But naturally, we want to see A plus B equals whatever that equals, right? We just want to see, and I think that gets us in trouble because we start planning in our own strength. And a lot of things in relationship, there's a mystery in relationships that we don't understand. I think it's so good what you were sharing, like not allowing the media to create un, um, uh, ungodly expectations in our lives, you know. And why you're saying what this whole idea of faith is so powerful, because many of you, you think the world tells you right along the same line. The world tells you that you have to do X, Y and Z um, prior in, in order to have success in, for example, in marriage. Right. It's like, no. Um, so, for example, you have to have sex prior to marriage in order to uh, determine, in order to have a, a healthy sex life. I gotta, like make, God, I, gotta, I gotta make sure it's good. You know, yeah. you know what they say? Like, I gotta make sure it's good. And it's like, well, no, God, God, the one who created sex, come on somebody, is able, y'all don't want to talk to me. If God is able to, you know, and then let, let, let's, let's watch this though, because it's not just premarital sex, how about uh, extramarital sex? Because there's some of you that think, okay, well, now I'm married, so I'm good. But the world tells you you need to watch porn to be inspired. Oh, can I come for that devil in Jesus' name? So you need to watch porn to be inspired to, or you need to have a side piece in order to experiment. So you, first of all, side pieces, well, we gotta, please we be healed and delivered in Jesus' name. <laughs> you are worth way more than that. Can I tell you that today? Stop being some man's side chick. If you if he can't if he can't show don't be somebody's skeleton in the closet. Come on, somebody. Listen, you are worth being on the forefront. The devil is a liar. Yeah. Listen, so watch. You don't have to watch, you don't have to watch porn to be inspired. I tell you, pray over your sex life. Y'all, y'all don't have church today, do you? Get that put some tongues in there. No, and you know what? And watch. And that's and we're not talking just for married people. It's for everybody. Yeah. Everyone needs to pray over their sex life. Pray. So that's it. Pray prior to marriage. God give me a good sex life. Stop letting the world. And then that's the thing, because then what is motivating the stuff that you do in the bedroom? This is the thing. So what is the foundation? How are you building? What are you building with? You got some more on that? I was going to say, I, I don't know this is a true statistic, but I would have a high a number of people assume there's less sex having in, having in marriage than outside of marriage. And that's sad. There's more sex going on outside of marriage it's true. than in marriage. Wow. And if that is the situation in your relationship, we have some work to do. Because it's a gift from God that everyone should be enjoying, everybody. And everybody, both parties, need to be enjoying. Come on and talk All about it. All of it. Listen, because, yes. <laughs> we are breaking that stereotype in Jesus' name. Come on. You ought to say hallelujah. Ha hallelujah. If I, could, if I could tune up, I would tune up. Um, no, I, I, I really want to talk about it. We don't talk about that enough. That wow, that's so good. I think we talk, and we're not doing this, this is not into marriage too much, but I, a Come lot on, of times we you, talk about sex in the way in marriage, a lot of times we talk from a female perspective, is from a duty perspective. Wow. Not from a place of receiving the gift just as much as everyone, um, the other significant other needs the gift. Come on and preach. And I think we need to make that um, a priority in relationships, in marriage, that just as equal as they're having the five-course meal, 
And yes, that the women are not just giving leftovers and crumbs. I want the 12 course meal. <laughs> 12 course. Let's I, hurry up and finish this. <laughs> no, I, I just want, I want to have a, I want us to have a real conversation about that, that I don't, I think we talk so much when we think about, we talk about sex, we talk to them from a male perspective, how, how hungry their passion. And we don't talk about taking the time to in, in, um, ignite that thing in women. And I think a lot of times, uh, years ago, I talked with that men are more like a, a, uh, a light switch. <laughs> They just flip it on, right? It just, it just, just happens to just flip Drop on. Of a dime. And I think a lot of times, women, we are dimmer. Yeah. It takes us a little time to warm up a little bit. And we need to do the work. Emotionally, we have to do the work. Physically, go to the doctor to figure out what that needs to be. And then your spouse needs to figure out how that thing works. So we can be... Eat, it can be... <laughs> So it can, because uh, this is what the thing is. I want it to be a joy for everyone, even singles waiting for marriage. Whatever. I want it to be a joy for both every both parties. I think I think why this is so powerful is you know because when we're talking about being founded on Christ, the idea of um, you know love in marriage, right, and being to the place where love is not selfish, mm. right. So love in marriage, it should not be just um, one party looking to be satisfied because that's selfishness you might as well do it by yourself if that's the case come on don't be quiet on me today man yeah yeah but if we are indeed trying to build a house of love with precious stones amen uh, we're gonna move on from sex in a second but it's imperative for us to make sure that we have that focus where both of us are um the goal is to be is to be satisfied in that regard yes and so you know with that in mind again this applies to all relationships you know um are you selfishness is wood hay and straw mm. right being to the place where love is motivating and mutual bene um being mutually beneficial all of these things are how you build with precious um stones and things of this nature you know and i, I want and i want to note this because there are many of you who are built who have precious stones in your possession yeah. but you're doing nothing with them and so this is the thing like i said in this podcast generation and this vodcast everybody's a podcaster everybody's a vlogger all this stuff is amazing but what is the point fam of having and accumulating all of these all of this these gems and jewels just to look cute you know and being in a position where you're not actually building with it Turn to James 1.22 and I want to tell you this uh, because note this, if you've ever been to Auntie's house and Auntie, uh, maybe if you grew up like me, uh, there's a couple couches in there um, that still have the plastic on. Yeah. Come on, you stick in there and you're just stuck to it. Don't let, don't let any skin or sweat be out there. Right? Or you know those closets that are just full of clothes. Maybe that might be you in here. Full of clothes with tags just on the clothes. Word stuff there you never worn many things you never yo donate that fam like put send it to goodwills put help somebody put it out there if it's just gonna be in the closet but what is the point of having all those things in the closet some of y'all smiling at me you're like yeah pastor are you in my closet <laughs> but what's the point of having all that stuff if you're not gonna wear it what's the point of 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 building a life having precious things but you're watch watch you're still living with and building with wood hay and straw when you have gold and diamonds and rubies mm. 
what's the point watch in showing up to church hearing all this preaching y'all oh yeah this deep go girl child i can't wait oh i'm gonna post that that's cute as great as a post but it's better when you live it out come on did you go to James chapter 1? James chapter 1 verse 22. Uh, you know, the Bible declares and says, why don't you read it, babe? Go for it. But he, oh, sorry, but, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once, forgets what he was, look, was like. But he, the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves being no, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So, so, so powerful. And so James says, you know, only waste you to hear but don't do. Mm. That's the Scarborough translation. <laughs> and so he says, make sure that you're not looking at the word of Christ right and being to the place where you're seeing seeing yourself and the changes that need to be made and instead of making those changes you walk away and forget about it that's not using the word of god in the way that it should be used when you come here the people whose lives are being transformed here at serve city are not the ones that just come and dance and clap and shout are not the ones that just come and say, oh, yeah, that, oh, man, that was, that was a great experience. And go home with not applying the things that are said. The ones whose lives are changed are the ones who are applying. Yeah. And this is why this, this desire and this focus is, you know, for you to, to be in that sort of a place. And I think about, you know, collecting things. How many people know hoarders? And a lot of times when we think of hoarders, we think of the negative sense of like messy, dirty things. But a lot of us are hoarding some good, precious jewels. Wow. Knowing some good scriptures, a lot of good notes, but we're not sharing it with anybody. Hmm. And they're not benefiting from the things that we've been you know, hearing every, each week that we know their life is in a ruins. And they can benefit from just hearing a, a good scripture. You can send them through a text, a text message a me, um, or a sermon. And I think a lot of times we take for granted the, the simplicity, but the power of the, the gospel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That it's precious. But we keep hoarding with all the journals that we keep. I love a new journal. All my notes, but I'm not sharing it with anybody, nor am I applying it to my life. Wow. And each year, the year goes and I get another journal, I fill it out, and I'm still not changed. Wow. I'm just collect it's collecting information. But there's a lot of jewels in our apps, our notes apps, in our journals that we're not sharing with ourselves or with our community. Man, that's so powerful because you're saying, what you're saying, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that we can help people build with strength as well. Mm -hmm. So there are things in our lives that we can actually go see someone else's health and not malicious ourselves, <laughs> but when we're invited, yeah. that we can actually add some of these things that we have to be a blessing. If it's, if it's too much, we can take that and we can even help others build. That's a powerful, powerful concept. And so, you know, with this in mind, friends, I, I want us to bring the plane down um, by asking you in your unmarried state, in your married state, in your familial relationships, whatever the case may be, whatever it's looking like, uh, you know, have you done a building inspection lately? Mm. What does the building that your building look like? If the building inspector, Jesus, was to come back and look, would he be like, here's an occupancy. I can dwell in this place. Wow. I can do what I need to do in this place. Mm. Or are there things that he would say, you know what? You need to get rid of some of this selfishness. Mm. 
You need to get rid of some of these ungodly uh, expectations. You need to throw that tape out. You need to throw that substance out. You need to get some help and get some counsel. You need to go to confession. You need to uh, fast and pray. You need to, whatever it is that you need to do to position yourself uh, to open God to this place. I'll never forget, man, when we lived in the States, um, we were building a, we were building a, um, uh, a church space uh, for our church in Grand Rapids. Um, and as I've shared the story before, maybe you've heard, uh, it was a Jamaican dance hall. Go figure, right? In the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> it was just like, why in, on earth is there a Jamaican dance hall here? It just didn't make sense, just demographically based on the makeup. Nonetheless, we went in there and we were retrofitting the place to be a place of worship. And when we got in there, I mean, the mandem went in there and we just went nuts in the place we built it up we did all sorts of stuff we put things here oh this would be amazing this would look great we paid oh no no that color okay that's too dark let's go ahead let's add it we we did took care of all of the aesthetics and all this stuff two twos fam building inspector came along and the building inspector shows up and he's like and he puts a thing on the window you can't have service in here we were so vexed because the man and we're looking forward we're like, yo, we're ready to have service. We're in there having prayer meeting, you know, with all the dust on the ground and stuff. We're excited. We're like, this is going to be amazing. Can't operate in there. Mm. And he makes it clear. He said, you need to put a ramp here because there are people that need to be able to attend here that won't be able to come unless you have a ramp here. You need to get these types of water fountains because there's water that needs to come forward, you know, so that people can be nourished and take care. If there's somebody, they won't fall ill in this environment. Or oh, y'all are tracking with me? Mm. He says, it's not enough for it to, he says, you have to have an emergency light here because the fact of the matter is there are people who, if there's an emergency, they won't be able to find their way to the exit. Mm -hmm. And so he says, consequently, I I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, you can help us now. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to put this thing on here and we're not going to give you your permit until you resolve these issues. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting because, you know, it was amazing once these things were resolved, we were able to then get our occupancy. And so this is the question to you. If Jesus was to do a building inspection on you right now, would it be precious stones that you're building with? Or would it be wood, hay, and straw? I think about the scripture and it says, search me, O Lord. Because mm. I, I, I want you to hear, when you hear the word building inspector, I don't want to hear harsh with just a list. Very good. I want to hear a God that loves you, that cares so deeply for you, that he wants to raise you up. For all that he has for you, that he's saying, I want you to take away that shame from you. I want you to expect the parts in your life that you have not, you don't trust someone, you have boundaries up. That needs to come down. I want you to expect that part. I want to look at the, the abuse that was in your past that that you have baggage coming in the next relationship with your friendships that you don't trust because they've gossiped about you. They hurt you. Yeah. I want you to expect that part. I want you to expect that, you know what, I'm in this marriage, but I'm not happy. I want more. And we have a God. There's wells that he can dig, dig in you to find the gold in you. Maybe you haven't done the word. It's like, you're like, beep, 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 beep. There's there and you haven't done the digging, but we know it's there. There's gold inside of all of us that he wants you to dig and dig but there's some work that has to be done you might sweat a little bit you might get dirty a little bit but there's gold inside of you 
He wants to search you. He wants to inspect you so you can get, he can get all the glory and honor through you. Wow, wow, wow. You better preach today and minister. Somebody go ahead and give the Lord praise in this moment. Listen. You know, we're going we're gonna, to um, end around the Lord's table as always. But before this, I, I want, I just sense in this moment that we need to pray for relationships. We need to pray for singles. We need to pray for marital relationships. We need to pray for familial relationships. I feel even as you just were mentioning those things that God supernaturally, some of you, you thought that you could not get past that molestation or that rape that's been hindering you from being able to connect. And I feel like God wants to supernaturally heal someone today. I feel like God wants to give someone the courage to be able to speak up today. To have some conversations. I feel like there's couples that need to go to therapy and God is going to do it in you today. There's some that you need deliverance from selfishness. God wants to do it today. Some you need to, you need the strength and the grace to walk in holiness as an unmarried individual. And to keep yourself pure or to break off relationships. Some of y'all, you need to delete some phone numbers out of your phone today and you need some strength i'm just we're just going to do this in a moment we're not going to block be some super accounts deep. block some <laughs> block some accounts online you're hearing this too and so uh, in this moment i just want to do this um just move a little differently if you're in this place and you're like i need prayer in this moment i want the holy spirit to touch every um relational aspect of my life that i may build with precious things as opposed to wood hay and straw and at the end by God's grace I will hear well done if that's you I want you to uh, just leave your seat really quickly and just come to the front here uh, we're going to do something a little different I just want to pray over you in this moment if that's you come on don't be ashamed there's healing today for marriages come on you can come from the balcony too if that's you glory to God just press on in and I just believe that God is going to do something in this moment hallelujah Marriages to be restored, minds to be restored, lives to be impacted and healed, baggage, oh man, soul ties broken in the name of Christ Jesus. I'm just believing it today. Unity in households. Come on, I'm waiting just for a moment for you if that's you. If you're like, that's me, I just need restoration. God is able, y'all are awfully quiet. Does God believe, do you believe in here that God is able to do it today? Somebody just lift a worship to Christ in this place. As we get ready to pray, we're going to pray. Glory to God, I see you coming. We're just waiting today. And those of you who are not up here, I want you to just put your, engage your faith in this moment. Glory to God, I want you to engage your faith in this moment. Uh, those who are at the altar, if you could just lift your hands to God in surrender. We're just saying, God, we surrender to you. We surrender. Get that thing in your mind that you need the Lord to do and present it before him as if he is able to do it on today. Glory to our God. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray. Hallelujah. I believe everybody is here that needs to be here. Engage your faith in this moment. And I want you this week to not only put these things to practice, but to look for Christ to do this stuff in your life that you need him to do by faith. God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for those, Lord, who have come to this altar on today. Lord, you know every situation and every circumstance that they are facing and going through in this moment. Lord God, the enemy is at work, but you, your work is even greater. 
And so today as they have come, Lord, and they have even taken this step forward to present themselves and their relationships and their circumstances to you. Today, oh God, we just declare healing over, the, over those who need it relationally. Healing over hearts and minds. Lord God, we pray for grace and strength to be able to have hard conversations. To be able to take the necessary steps, Lord, to experience breakthrough as is needed. Break soul ties today in the name of Jesus. Give strength, oh God, to get up out of beds and to erase phone numbers in the name of Jesus. And to block accounts in Jesus' name. Lord God, we pray today over those who are unmarried. Give them strength to walk in holiness before you. That they would walk in purity in mind and body. Even in marriages, God, we pray this today. God, we pray for unity. We pray for strength in marriages. We pray, oh God, for that you would give the ability and the need for the, the, the help that is needed in marriages today. Lord, we know that you are able to do it and we thank you for doing it. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for provision. We thank you for healing. We thank you for breakthrough. And we give you the glory in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Come on now, drop those hands and begin to praise him in advance even as you go back to your seats today. Glory to God. I surrender all. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing today. And I surrender all. Hallelujah. All to be my blessing. All to be my blessing. I surrender all. strongly even the spirit of insecurity God is breaking that today even those who would be operating from that place will receive that now I just feel it so strong in my spirit that there's breakthrough for insecurity in the house on today listen uh, in this moment before we end around the Lord's table we've been singing about surrender and this is a perfect moment for someone today to make the decision to give your life completely to Christ. You saw some do it today through repentance, faith, and baptism because this is the prescription we see in Scripture. The Bible says, firstly, that we are to repent. Someone say, repent. We acknowledge we are sinners in need of God's grace and mercy and salvation. And we turn from our sin by God's grace to Christ. And we believe. Someone say, believe believe that he died and that he rose from death with all power and we put our trust and our faith in him as our lord and as our savior and when we do this we seal it in the water somebody say baptism the bible declares that those who believe and are baptized will be saved paul declared peter declares in acts 2 38 to repent and be baptized every one of you for the remission of your sins and so today if you do not know Christ if you have not repented believed and have not been baptized I call you to put your trust in Christ and be baptized uh, on today to make that decision on today glory to God and not only this 
uh, you might be someone who said, I've already been baptized, but I ran away from Christ. I went away and, you know, I've just left him and, 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 I, and I feel convicted in my heart today. And I want to come back home to Christ today. Well, you can return to the promise of your baptism. You can come home no matter how far you've run away. You ran away from him, but he's never run away from you. His arms are still open wide to receive you back into fellowship on today. And so if that's you, whether it's your first time or you're coming back home, I want to point you again to the connection card, the QR code on the seat back in front of you for those in the house. Uh, and also for those who are online or in the house, you can go or those listening to servecity.ca forward slash connection card. Make that decision today. Let us know about your decision to follow Jesus.